Deuteronomy chapter 15, the year of debt release. At the end of every seven years, you must declare a cancellation of debts. This is the nature of the cancellation. Every creditor must remit what he has loaned to another person. He must not force payment from his fellow Israelite, for it is to be recognised as the Lord's cancellation of debts. You may exact payment from a foreigner, but whatever your fellow Israelite owes you, you must remit. However, there should not be any poor among you, for the Lord will surely bless you in the land that he is giving you as an inheritance. If you carefully obey him by keeping all these commandments that I am giving you today, for the Lord your God will bless you just as he promised. You will lend to many nations, but you will not borrow from any, and you will rule over many nations, but they will not rule over you. The Spirit of Liberality If a fellow Israelite from one of your villages in the land that the Lord your God is giving you should be poor, you must not harden your heart or be insensitive to his impoverished condition. Instead, you must be sure to open your hand to him and generously lend him what he needs. Be careful lest you ascertain the wicked thought that in the seventh year, the year of cancellation of debts, has almost arrived and your attitude be wrong towards your impoverished fellow Israelite and you do not lend him anything. He will cry out to the Lord against you and you will be regarded as having sinned. You must by all means lend to him and not be upset by doing it. For because of this, the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and in everything you attempt. There will never cease to be some poor people in the land. Therefore I am commanding you to make sure you open your hand to your fellow Israelites who are needy and poor in the land. Release of debt slaves. If your fellow Hebrew, whether male or female, is sold to you and serves you for six years, then in the seventh year you must let that servant go free. If you set them free, you must not send them away empty-handed. You must supply them generously from your flock, your threshing floor, and your wine press, as the Lord your God has blessed you, you must give to them. Remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God redeemed you. Therefore, I am commanding you to do this thing today. Therefore, if the servant says to you, I do not want to leave because he loves you and your household, since he is well off with you, you shall take an awl and pierce a hole through his ear to the door. Then he will become your servant permanently. This applies to your female servants as well. You should not consider it difficult to let him go free, for he will have served you for six years, twice the time of a hired worker. The Lord your God will bless you in everything you do, giving God the best. You must set apart for the Lord your God every firstborn male born to your herds and flocks. You must not work the firstborn of your bulls or shear the firstborn of your flocks. You and your household must eat them annually before the Lord your God in the place he chooses. If one of them has any kind of blemish, lameness, blindness or anything else, you may not offer it as a sacrifice to the Lord your God. You may eat it in your villages, whether you are ritually impure or clean, just as you would eat a gazelle or an ibex. However, you must not eat its blood. You must pour it out on the ground like water. Deuteronomy chapter 16, the Passover. Observe the month of Abib and keep the Passover to the Lord your God, for in that month he brought you out of Egypt by night. You must sacrifice the Passover animal for the flock or the herb to the Lord your God in the place where he chooses to locate his name. You must not eat any yeast with it. For seven days you must eat bread made without yeast, as symbolic of affliction, 
for you came out of Egypt hurriedly. You must do this so you will remember for the rest of your lives the day you came out of the land of Egypt. There must not be a scrap of yeast within your land for seven days, nor can any of the meat you sacrifice on the evening of the first day remain until the next morning. You may not sacrifice the Passover in just any of your villages that the Lord your God is giving, but you must sacrifice it in the evening in the place where he chooses to locate his name, at sunset, the time of day you came out of Egypt. You must cook and eat it in the place the Lord your God chooses. You may return the next morning to your tents. You must eat bread made without yeast for six days. The seventh day you are to hold an assembly for the Lord your God. You must not do any work on that day. The Feast of Weeks. You must count seven weeks. You must begin to count them from the time you begin the harvest of the standing grain. Then you are to celebrate the Feast of Weeks before the Lord your God with the voluntary offering that you will bring in proportion to how he has blessed you. You shall rejoice before him, you and your son, your daughter, your male and female slaves, the Levites in your villages, the resident foreigners, the orphans, and the widows among you, in the place where the Lord chooses to locate his name. Furthermore, remember that you were a slave in Egypt, and so be careful to observe these statutes. The Feast of Temporary Shelters You must celebrate the Feast of Shelters for seven days, at the time of the grain and grape harvest. You are to rejoice in your festival, you and your son, your daughter, your male and female slaves, the Levites, the resident foreigners, the orphans and the widows who are in your villages. You are to celebrate the festival seven days before the Lord your God in the place he chooses, for he will bless you in all your productivity and in whatever you do, so you will indeed rejoice. Three times a year all your males must appear before the Lord your God in the place he chooses, for the Feast of the Unleavened Bread, the Feast of Weeks, and the Feast of Shelters. And they must appear before him, they must not appear before him empty-handed. Every one of you must give as you are able, according to the blessing of the Lord your God that he has given you. Provision for Justice You must appoint judges and civil servants in each tribe in all your villages that the Lord your God is giving you, and they must judge the people fairly. You must not pervert justice or show favour. Do not take a bribe, for bribes blind the eyes of the wise and distort the words of the righteous. You must not pursue justice alone, so that you may live and inherit the land the Lord your God is giving you. Examples of Legal Cases You must not plant any kind of tree as a sacred Asherah pole near the altar of the Lord your God which you build for yourself. You must not erect a sacred pillar, a thing the Lord your God detests. Deuteronomy chapter 17. You must not sacrifice to him a bull or sheep that has blemish or any other defect, because this is considered offensive to the Lord your God. Suppose a man or woman is discovered among you in one of your villages that the Lord your God is giving you, who sins before the Lord your God and breaks his covenant by serving other gods and worshipping them. The sun, moon, or any other heavenly body that I have not permitted you to worship. When it is reported to you and you hear about it, you must investigate carefully. If it is indeed true that such a disgraceful thing is being done in Israel, you must bring to your city gates that man or woman who has done this wicked thing, that very man or woman, and you must stone that person to death. 
At the testimony of two or three witnesses, the person must be executed. They cannot be put to death on the testimony of only one witness. The witnesses must be first to begin the execution, and then all the people are to join in afterward. In this way you will purge the evil from among you. Appeal to a higher court. If a matter is too difficult for you to judge, bloodshed, legal came or assault, matters of controversy in your villages, you must leave there and go up to the place the Lord your God chooses. You will go to the Levitical priests and the judge in office in those days and seek a solution. They will render a verdict. You must then do as they have determined at the place the Lord chooses. Be careful to do just as you are taught. You must do what you are instructed and the verdict they pronounce to you without fail. Do not deviate right or left from what they tell you. The person who pays no attention to the priest, currently serving the Lord your God there, or to the judge, that person must die, so that you may purge evil from Israel. Then all the people will hear and be afraid, and not be so presumptuous again. Provision for Kingship When you come to the land the Lord your God is giving you, and take it over and live in it, and then say, I will select a king like all the nations surrounding me, you must select without fail a king whom the Lord your God chooses. From among your fellow citizens you must appoint a king. You may not designate a foreigner who is not one of your fellow Israelites. Moreover, he must not accumulate horses for himself or allow the people to return to Egypt to do so, for the Lord has said you must never again return that way. Furthermore, you must not marry many wives lest his afflictions turn aside and he must not accumulate much silver and gold. When he sits on his royal throne, he must make a copy of this law on a scroll given to him by the Levitical priests. It must be with him constantly, and he must read it as long as he lives, so that he may learn to revere the Lord his God, and observe all the words of this law and these statutes and carry them out. Then he will not exalt himself above fellow citizens, or turn from the commandments to the right or left, and he and his descendants will enjoy many years ruling over his kingdom in Israel. Deuteronomy chapter 18, provision for priests and Levites. The Levitical priests, indeed the entire tribe of Levi, will have no allotment or inheritance with Israel. They may eat the burnt offerings of the Lord and of his inheritance. They will have no inheritance in the midst of their fellow Israelites. The Lord alone is their inheritance, just as he told them. This shall be the priest's fair allotment from the people who offer sacrifices, whether bull or sheep. They must give to the priest the shoulder, the jowls and the stomach. You must give them the best of your grain, new wine and olive oil, as well as the best of your wool when you shear your flocks. For the Lord your God has chosen them and their sons from all your tribes to stand and serve in his name permanently. Suppose a Levite comes by his own free will from one of your villages, from any part of Israel where he is living, to place the Lord chooses, and serves in the name of the Lord, his God like the fellow Israelites who stand there before the Lord. He must eat the same share they do, despite any profits he may gain from the sale of his family's inheritance. Prohibited Occult Practices when you enter the land the Lord your God is giving you, you must not learn the abhorrent practices of these nations. They must never be found among you, anyone who sacrifices his son or daughter in the fire, anyone who practices divination, an omen reader, a soothsayer, a sorcerer, 
one who casts spells, one who conjures up spirits, a practitioner of the occult, or a necromancer. Whether whoever does these things is abhorrent to the Lord, and because of these detestable things the Lord your God is about to drive them out before you, you must be blameless before the Lord your God. Those nations that you are about to dispossess listen to omen readers and diviners, but the Lord your God has not given you permission to do such things. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you. From your fellow Israelites you must listen to him. This accords with what happened at Horeb in the day of the assembly. You ask the Lord your God, please do not make us hear the voice of the Lord our God any more, or see this great fire any more, lest we die. The Lord then said to me, What they have said is good. I will raise up a prophet like you for them from among their fellow Israelites. I will put my words in his mouth, and he will speak to them whatever I command. I will personally hold responsible anyone who then pays no attention to the words that prophet speaks in my name. But if any prophet presumes to speak anything in my name that I have not authorised him to speak, or speaks in the name of other gods, that prophet must die. Now, if you say to yourselves, how can we tell that a message is not from the Lord? Whenever a prophet speaks in my name and the prediction is not fulfilled, then I have not spoken it. The prophet has presumed to speak it, so they need not fear him. Psalm 115 Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name bring honour, for the sake of your loyal love and faithfulness. Why should the nations say, Where is their God? Our God is in heaven. He does whatever he pleases. Their idols are made of silver and gold. They are man-made. They have mouths but cannot speak, eyes but cannot see, ears but cannot hear, noses but cannot smell, hands but cannot touch, feet but cannot walk. They cannot even clear their throats. Those who make them will end up like them, as will everyone who trusts in them. O Israel, trust in the Lord. He is their deliverer and protector. O family of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their deliverer and protector. You loyal followers of the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their deliverer and protector. The Lord takes notice of us. He will bless us. He will bless the family of Israel. He will bless the family of Aaron. He will bless his loyal followers, both young and old. May he increase your numbers, yours and your children's. May you be blessed by the Lord, the creator of heaven and earth. The heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he has given to mankind. The dead do not praise the Lord, nor do any of those who descend into the silence of death. But we will praise the Lord now and for ever. Praise the Lord. Luke chapter 9, the sending of the twelve apostles. After Jesus called the twelve together, he gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. Then he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. He said to them, Take nothing for the journey, no staff, no bag, no bread, no money, and do not take an extra tunic. Whatever house you enter, stay there until you leave the area. Wherever they do not receive you, as you leave that town, shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against it. Then they departed and went throughout the villages, proclaiming the good news and healing people everywhere. Herod's confusion about Jesus. Now Herod the Tetrarch heard that everything that was happening, and he was thoroughly perplexed. 
because some people were saying that John had been raised from the dead, while others were saying that Elijah had appeared, and still others that one of the prophets of long ago had risen. Herod said, I had John beheaded, but who is it about whom I hear such things? So Herod wanted to learn about Jesus. The feeding of the five thousand. When the apostles returned, they told Jesus everything they had done. When he took them with him, and they withdrew privately to a town called Bethsaida. But when the crowds found out, they followed him. He welcomed them, spoke to them about the kingdom of God, and cured those who needed healing. Now the day began to draw to a close, so the twelve came to Jesus. Send the crowd away, so that they can go into the surrounding villages and countryside, and find lodging and food, because we are in an isolated place. But he said to them, You give them something to eat. They replied, We have no more than five loaves and two fish, unless we go and buy food for all these people. Now about five thousand men were there. Then he said to the disciples, Have them sit down in groups of about fifty each. So they did as Jesus directed, and all the people sat down. Then he took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke them. He gave them to the disciples to set before the crowd. They all ate and were satisfied, and what was left over was picked up, twelve baskets of broken pieces. Peter's Confession Once, when Jesus was praying by himself and his disciples were nearby, he asked them, Who do the crowds say that I am? They answered, John the Baptist. Others say Elijah, and still others, that one of the prophets of long ago has risen. Then he said to them, Who do you say that I am? Peter answered, the Christ of God. But he forcefully commanded them not to tell this to anyone, saying, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests and experts in the law, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. A call to discipleship. Then he said to all of them, If anyone wants to become my follower, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life because of me will save it. For what does it benefit a person if he gains the whole world, but loses or forfeits himself? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of that person when he comes in his glory, and in the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. But I tell you most certainly, there are some standing here who will not experience death before they see the kingdom of God. The Transfiguration now about eight days after these sayings, Jesus took with him Peter, John and James and went up a mountain to pray. As he was praying, the appearance of his face was transformed and his clothes became very bright, a brilliant white. Then two men, Moses and Elijah, began talking with him. They appeared in glorious splendour and spoke about his departure that he was about to carry out in Jerusalem. Now Peter and those with him were quite sleepy. But as they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. Then as the men were starting to leave, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three shelters, one for you, one for Moses and one for Elijah, not knowing what he was saying. As he was saying this, a cloud came down and overshadowed them, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. Then a voice came from the cloud saying, This is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. After the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. So they kept silent and told no one at that time anything of what they had seen.
healing a boy with an unclean spirit. Now, on the next day, when they had come down from the mountain, a large crowd met them. Then a man in the crowd cried out, Teacher, I beg you to look at my son. He is my only child. A spirit seizes him and he suddenly screams. It throws him into convulsion and causes him to foam at the mouth. It hardly ever leaves him, torturing him severely. I begged your disciples to cast it out, but they could not do so. Jesus answered, You unbelieving and perverse generation, how much longer must I be with you and endure you? Bring your son here. As the boy was approaching, the demon threw him to the ground and shook him with convulsions. But Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit, healed the boy and gave him back to his father. Then they were all astonished at the mighty power of God. Another prediction of Jesus' suffering. But while the entire crowd was amazed at everything Jesus was doing, he said to his disciples, Take these words to heart, for the Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of men. But they did not understand this statement. Its meaning had been concealed from them, so that they could not grasp it. Yet they were afraid to ask him about this statement. Concerning the greatest. Now an argument started among the disciples as to which of them might be greatest. But when Jesus discerned their innermost thoughts, he took a child, had him stand by his side and said to them, Whoever welcomes this child in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. For the one who is least among you all is the one who is great. On the right side. John answered, Master, we saw someone casting out demons in your name. We tried to stop him because he is not a disciple among us. But Jesus said to him, Do not stop him, for whoever is not against you is for you. Rejection in Samaria. Now, when the days drew near for him to be taken up, Jesus set out resolutely to go to Jerusalem. He sent messengers on ahead of him. As they went along, they entered a Samaritan village to make things ready in advance of him. But the villagers refused to welcome him because he was determined to go to Jerusalem. Now when the disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven and consume them? But Jesus turned and rebuked them, and they went on to another village. Challenging professed followers. As they were walking along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus said to him, Foxes have dens and birds in the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Jesus said to another, Follow me. But he replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Yet another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me say goodbye to my family. Jesus said to him, no one who puts his hand to the plough and looks back is fit for the kingdom.